Welcome to Show Up and Be Seen with Jen Pillipow, a podcast for highly sensitive online entrepreneurs, the coaches, healers, and creators that want to make a difference in this world. Show Up and Be Seen is about thriving with the gifts, talents, and strengths being highly sensitive brings while reducing unhealed tendencies like comparison, imposter syndrome, being hard on yourself, and more. I want to support you in creating an aligned, authentic, and sustainable business because we need more highly sensitive people just like you thriving in their lives and business. When I first started my online business five years ago, I hired a business coach. That This business coach had a very specific methodology and was claiming a very specific success. And I thought, this is great. I just need someone to tell me exactly what to do. I'm such a hard worker. I will follow instructions. I will do exactly what she says. And then I'll be able to quit my job and just work on this full time. And so at the time, my definition of success, which has now changed, was really only focused solely on monetary value. And so at first it was great. I followed all the steps. I got the business up and running. I started to do webinars. I started to get clients, but over several months, I realized this was not going to be a sustainable model for me. It was not authentic to who I was. And I also had a lot of other hangups and excuses, but really what was coming up was a lot of fear. I had done all the work and all the tactical things like starting a website and doing the webinar and all these things, but so much fear was coming up working with clients. And the more afraid I got to work with people, the harder it was to do the work to get the people. And I wouldn't have called it sabotaging at the time. I thought that I was just being really careful and really smart, classic overthinker. So the next few years, I quit doing what I had learned in that program and I just started to spin in circles getting more certifications, trying other kinds of business building methodologies. But the only thing that has worked for me over these years has been self-discovery and realizing that I need to make an authentic business and that authentic business has to be my own personal template. That template has to come from me. So initially, this idea of a business coach coming in with all the answers and just telling me what to do, (laughs) which felt like a great thing, that just wasn't going to work for me. And failing out of that at the time was really shameful. You know, you spend a lot of money before you're making very much money, and it feels like um, that there's something wrong with me, not just that the program didn't work for me. And this is what has kicked off some of the deepest healing work that I've ever done. We bring ourselves to our business, just like everything in life. We bring ourselves to our work, to our hobbies. I was in a golf lesson the other day and my golf teacher said, we bring ourselves to our golf game. If you anger easily, don't throw your club. (laughs) We bring ourselves to our parenting, to our relationships. And if we have any shame If we have self-doubt, if we have all or nothing thinking or other thought distortions, if we are commonly comparing ourselves to other people, if we have imposter syndrome when we try new things, if we're perfectionistic, if we're afraid to make mistakes and we're afraid of failing, if we have loud inner critics and low confidence and low self-worth, if we don't have any boundaries, 
We are going to bring all this stuff into our new business and the way it's going to show up is self-sabotage. It will stop us from being seen, heard, it will keep us small, and unless we heal it, we'll continue this self-protection. And that's a really important distinction I want to make about self-sabotage. When I use that term, what I'm really saying is self-protection. And so I've really, I prefer self-protection, but I still say self-sabotage quite a bit. But I like self-protection because it has a friendlier relationship connotation. When we say self-sabotage, it's easy to hate that part of ourselves. When we say self-protection, it's like, oh, well, this part just wants to keep me safe. I just have to let it know that it doesn't need to do that anymore. And it can come along for the ride, but it just can't drive the car. In hypnotherapy, I use a tool called RFPI, and that stands for Role, Function, Purpose, and Intention. And I use it to ask a client in different ways about how a part of them is showing up. So for example, we could say, I'm the part of Jen that procrastinates, and my role is... And then we ask the same thing, but instead of role, we say function. So we ask this part what their role, what their function, what their purpose, and what their intention is. And nine times out of ten, this part wants to keep you safe and protected. It wants to help you. It's just really misguided. And it was created at a young age where maybe it was adaptive for you and it, you needed it, but now it's become maladaptive. So I was originally taught to guide clients through a process of getting rid of these parts of us, but I've learned that the best way to work with these parts is to accept them, to see them, to acknowledge them, to make space for them. So we bring all these parts when we start a business. We bring it all into the business. And discovering your own way to run your business is going to take time. It's going to take time to learn all these different parts. And I know that's not a sexy sell, but if you want to create a sustainable, authentic business that you love, then it's going to require you knowing what it means to be authentic. And if you struggle with perfectionism or thought distortions or shame and all of that, chances are your authenticity is pretty buried. Are you a highly sensitive coach, healer, or creative and trying to grow your business but feel stuck? Do you find yourself comparing yourself to other people and you feel like you're failing and you'll never catch up and then you're really hard on yourself? Your mindset is so much more important than your marketing or your strategy because without a mindset that's working for you, no strategy can keep you going. Curious which mindset is holding you back? Take my quiz to find out. Link in the show notes. Now let's get back to the show. Over the years, trying to figure out, you know, get some clarity around my business and what I'm doing, something that kept coming up is I need my business to be authentic. I need it to be authentically me. And then I would just feel frozen in fear because I wasn't even showing up authentically in my life. How the hell am I going to show up authentically in my business and on my business page and on social when I'm not even doing that in my real life? So this takes some time to understand the layers and it takes a lot of self-awareness and a lot of self-compassion, but it's worth it. And what's great is that through the process, you're building your business and you're also doing some deep healing work for yourself. So not only can you show up authentically in your business, but you start showing up authentically in your life and that's magic. So if you threw yourself into business and you didn't have a lot of clarity, that doesn't mean that you wait for a bolt of lightning that lays out what you're supposed to do. 
And here's the thing, no one's going to tell you what to do anyways, <laughs> which is funny because that is exactly what I wanted from my first business coach. And that's exactly why I wanted out of my corporate job. I didn't want someone to tell me what to do. It's such a funny, paradoxical thing. <laughs> but listen, if you are in that place where you don't know what you're building yet, you don't quite have the clarity, start anyway. You start where you are with what you have. Maybe you don't have it all figured out. Maybe your messaging isn't clear. Maybe your website is only half done. You are going to mess up. You are going to make mistakes, but you'll grow and you'll survive. Just start where you are. You know, I feel like a lot of entrepreneurs, I was definitely one, very, very ambitious and hardworking. And I had this idea of what my success would look like and what I would look like with that. And so I kept comparing myself to that vision. And of course I wasn't there yet. That would, that's a long time in the making and a lot of experience and a lot of growth. And as I was creating content, I would compare myself to that future vision and think it's just not good enough, but that's not a reason to not start. You have to start where you are so that you can start building what you're going to be. So you can start accumulating some of those puzzle pieces just by taking those steps. But not knowing is not a reason to not show up because in order for you to find those puzzle pieces, you just have to start taking steps forward, taking steps and showing up. And this is where your definition of success may need some adjustment. If you're coming from a corporate job or you're still in your corporate job and you're building a side hustle, you may just be starting with a goal to make X amount of dollars. And if that doesn't happen for a while, that's a hard goal to keep you motivated. If you widen your definition of success to include things like taking action to spark new ideas and creativity and learning and growing and experiencing, iterating, and eventually over time, they'll produce monetary results. But focusing on the money first can leave you deflated. So just consider widening your definition of that. I remember talking to my coach about this years ago, and I was saying, what's the point of putting all this work into this new program? Because what if nobody buys it? And she introduced me to the concept of joyful productivity, doing things for the growth and the development and experience and how it leads to clarity and how it leads to next steps. And you start to build this foundation from where you can jump from. And I know doing things that are hard and a lot of work and a lot of energy and then not having the reassurance that it's going to work out the way that you want, not being able to control that outcome, it's scary and it's vulnerable. And it will touch on all those parts of you that are not healed yet. And especially if your only outcome is money, that's not sustainable. If you have four failed launches, how likely are you going to put in the hard work for that fifth one? Even the most resilient and optimistic person is going to want to quit. But even if those first four launches didn't get you the revenue target you wanted, but you met amazing people, you learned from them, you learned about your process, your work grew, became deeper, you became even better, you built confidence, you built some momentum, that fifth launch is going to go much smoother. It's a really nice idea to think that somebody has this amazing 10-step formula to creating your successful online business. But if that doesn't feel sustainable or right for you, then it's not worth it. It may just mean that you are meant for something bigger. You're meant for an authentic business. 
And creating an authentic business is going to require you know yourself and accept yourself and show up for yourself and support yourself when you make mistakes or when things don't work out. And while you're showing up, it might bring up a lot of self-doubt and comparison and imposter syndrome. Nothing has gone wrong. It's not a sign that you should quit. It's a sign that you're onto something, to learning something new about yourself and to healing something. And this is why I often say starting a business can be the start of some of the deepest healing you'll ever do. Not easy, but worth it. Thank you for joining me today. If you enjoyed this podcast, one way to support me is to subscribe and leave a review because this will help more people find my work. If you're interested in the show up and be seen group online program, head over to the show notes or visit my Instagram page for the link to receive more information. This podcast is recorded in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan on Treaty 6 territory, the traditional land of the Cree people and the homeland of the Métis Nation. If you're not sure whose land you're on, I invite you to get curious by visiting native-land.ca.